Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. Let's go straight to the Lord in prayer. I want you to think about things that are going on in this world, and particularly in our nation, but across this globe, and what people are dealing with. You know, we're not the only ones here. But there are lots of things that that are disturbing here in our nation. And uh, I believe we need to get on our knees, my friends. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, once again we come to you with praise and adoration. Oh, Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love and your nature to forgive us. You have shown us such patience, and each day you show. I know we're closer to the time you will remove that, and we will feel your wrath. Father, we ask for your forgiveness. Make us a repentant people, and that is a dangerous thing to ask. I beg you to protect the remnant. Protect this nation. Protect your believers. Protect your children. Father, so much is being done and it's evil. We know it's evil. Help us to know how to react, how to fight it. Guide us, Father, and guard us. Lead us. Lead us to your righteousness. May we thirst for that and hunger. For your holiness. May we sharpen our swords with your word. May we have wisdom to know when to act and when to be silent. May we realize, Father, every action must begin on our knees. It feels as though we are captives, O God. We know you have set us free. May we now claim that victory and live that victory and share that great news with others and guard the future of this nation for the future generations of posterity. May America rise up and be a nation known as one people under God, the one and only God, Jehovah. The great I am. For such a time as this. It is in Jesus' name, my Savior, I pray. Amen. I started out when I was studying this morning on one, on one side of the political arena I was going to talk about, and I'm still going to, economics. And then as I started typing, sometimes my head just goes somewhere else. <laughs> I I told Rudy, I said, what I should have given you today was I'm stuck on Band-Aids. 
because that bothered me yesterday about the band-aids. And we'll get to that later. But socialist success, the socialism, communist, democrat way. What does that look like? What does success look like to our communist democrats today? Wokeness, pointing out all that is bad about America, in America. Their cup is always half empty. There is never a silver lining. And the more bad you find, the more you need to change and toss it away. Just give it away. Yesterday, we talked about sheet music, band-aids, and Captain Underpants. Martial arts is known to be an art of self-defense and self-discipline designed by Asians. Not by Americans. Not by white, not by black, but by Asians. Yet it was inappropriate to use an Asian name in a child's book as the teacher of Kung Fu. Only the unhappiest and the racist can find such a thing as bad. Of course, these are the same people who believe pornography is okay, sex with children is normal, and it's if it's it's their own if it feels good do it attitudes that are destroying this nation. Only those who are racist see color as something that should be treated differently. They can take a product meant to heal and turn it into some sort of an item of hate and privilege. I wonder just exactly why their minds always look to the negative. They must be empty hearts without love. At least not for anything but themselves. Let's list a quick account of what socialism success looks like thus far in America. Now, this is just kind of a list of grievances that Beth threw down here. Sheet music batter represents white colonialists. Band-Aids are evil white privilege. Dr. Seuss characters are racist. Berenstein Bears are racist and sexist. Legalizing prostitution is good. Marriage is racist and sexist. There are two. There are more than two sexes, and gender is your mind, not your anatomy. Having borders is in a country is racist. You should have and present an ID for yourself to buy a gun, to buy a house, to get a loan, to drive a car, to get a passport, to see the doctor, but not to vote. That's racist. Hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens entering our nation. That's not an invasion. Remember, AOC said they're just babies. Well, I'm looking at them and they ain't babies. Debt doesn't matter. We could print more money, says AOC. Earth must be saved at the cost of jobs and lives. Science only matters if it's paid for by the government. Biology is no longer science. Taxes need to be higher so government can help you. <laughs> you didn't build this yourself. No hugs, no love. Wear a mask forever. Because the CDC says so. Itemize all your assets. Your government is here to help you. The success of socialism, communism, democrat way depends on you. You must own nothing. You are nothing. And they, the government elite, own everything. You might get a stimulus package if you're good. There is no freedom, unless they tell you there is. One thing I've noticed about the left, the communists in our government, it's all about them. It's never about the U.S. citizen, regardless of color. Our skin might be different, but our American blood is all the same. Red. Maybe that's why they hate red. Rudy, you think? 
Success the socialist, communist, democrat way is when America is no longer free, is completely godless, and the poorest nation run by the richest elite in the world. Never, ever is socialism, communism, or democracy good for the people of any nation. Government is never here to help you. You know, band-aids were invented for healing, not for privilege or skin color. I am stuck on Band-Aid. <laughs> yes, I am stuck on Band-Aid because Band-Aid stuck on me. Remember that commercial? Little children love Band-Aids. They love Band-Aids. They like to get into the, the medicine cabinet, which you've got to lock. But they like to get into the Band-Aids. I need a Band-Aid, Mom. They may not even have anything on their hand, but they need a Band-Aid on it. That's why we were always out of Band-Aids. Baseball. Apple pie, Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages. <laughs> I went to the website of the inventor. I wanted to know who invented Band-Aids because I'm stuck on Band-Aids, really. There is no doubt about it. It says on their website, they're an indelible part of our culture. And it goes back, and we're going to go back with this, and then we're going to get to the economics, to the nitty-gritty but I'm stuck on Band-Aid because it is not an evil thing. It's not a white privilege thing, other than it was a white man that invented it. But for good. Actually, I think you might have had a clumsy wife in the kitchen. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We will be right back. Look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. 
Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rule America is the heart of production in this nation, our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in Rule America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, Rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations setting your table is an important part of every meal the patterns you choose say something about you and your family bringing america home with libertytabletop.com or go to my website csetalkradio.com and click on their link call liberty tabletop at 844-386-2338 use the promo code bethann and receive 10 percent off your purchase libertytabletop.com and we had the charge of listening to CSC Talk Radio. I've had several people complain that now that little jingle, I am stuck on Band-Aid, because Band-Aid stuck on me, is going to be stuck in their heads all day. And for that, I will say, you're welcome. Well, I am stuck on Band-Aid because I was just absolutely, I found it absolutely absurd. This teacher complaining that if she put this Band-Aid, which was tan, on a a darker colored child, she's adding insult to injury. Now, where does the mind go that it would think such a thing, rather than to think I'm helping this child stop the bleeding (laughs) and keeping this cut clean? Instead, they act like they're insulting the child. Well, it says in this article, it wasn't really an article. I went and I looked it up, and it's on Johnson & Johnson. And unfortunately, I didn't look. I don't have a Band-Aid box in front of me. They're probably not made in the USA anymore, but they were invented in the USA. It says most of us grew up using them, meaning the Band-Aids, whether it was to patch up a scraped knee or tend to a paper cut you can probably still picture some iconic tins sitting in your family's medicine cabinet. The Band-Aid brand adhesive bandage was a very simple innovation, but it filled a great unmet need in consumer care, says Margaret Gurowitz. She's the chief historian of Johnson & Johnson. It was 97 years ago that Johnson & Johnson Consumer Incorporated (laughs) 
had remained a pioneer in the field, consisting innovating improvements to the product Band-Aids. Here's a look at some of those memorable moments from the product's history. Back in 1500 B.C., ancient Egyptians, I don't think Johnson & Johnson existed here, they used honey to protect wounds, to help prevent infections. Honey was placed on cuts to serve as an antibiotic barrier. 4460 B.C., Greek physician Hippocrates, Hippocrates, doctors, washed wounds with vinegar. After irrigating the infected area, he then wrapped the wound with fig leaves to prevent future injury or infection. The first century A.D., Roman physicians used lead, silver, and spice ointments to protect injuries. 1860, surgical gauze received an antiseptic upgrade. Physician Joseph Lister began treating his surgical gauze with carbolic acid, carbolic, carbolic acid and phenol and as a disinfectant. He reportedly got the idea from observing the use of a carbolic acid to treat sewage stench. <laughs> hey, inventors, they pay attention to what's going on. 1887, Johnson & Johnson started producing gauze. Robert Wood Johnson joined forces with the brothers James Wood Johnson and Edward Meade Johnson to create Johnson & Johnson in 1886. Inspired by Lister, some of the first products they sold were mass-produced sterile dressings and gauze. Precursors to the modern Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages. In 1888, Johnson & Johnson debuted the first commercial first aid kits. First aid kits back then. And they can the packed with uh, sterile gauze, bandages, and dressings. Were originally designed to help injured railroad workers, but they were soon sold to the general public. I, you know, when you talk about hitting your finger with a hammer and you've got one of those big old mallets that they're putting in the railroad with, that had to leave a mark. I'm not sure a band-aid would have helped. I was going to say, you need more than a band-aid. <laughs> in 1920... Earl Dixon, a cotton buyer, invented Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages. Dickinson, Dixon, I'm sorry, was newly married and his wife, Josephine, was prone to slicing her fingers in the kitchen. Yikes. <laughs> Dixon wanted a bandage. He wanted a bandage his wife could easily apply herself. So he took two of the company's early products, adhesive tape, and gauze, and combined them by laying out a long piece of surgical tape and then placing a strip of gauze down the middle. To keep the adhesive from sticking, he, he covered it with crinoline fabric. His wife then could dress her own wounds by cutting a piece of the tape and gauze pad and fashioning it into a bandage. Would have been easier to just take her knives away, I would think. <laughs> Well, then who's going to cook in the kitchen? <laughs> oh, boy, that was racist. That was sexist. I'm sorry. Dixon demonstrated the invention to his boss, who told company president James Wood Johnson, and a new product was born. You see, it wasn't about 
the color of their skin. It was about stopping the bleeding and keeping the wound clean. In 1921, Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages hit the market. The first Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages were made by hand, measuring 3 inches wide and 18 inches long. That's pretty good sized. They weren't a big hit at first. <laughs> Only $3,000 worth, worth were sold the first year because people weren't sure how to use them. But then they got door-to-door salesmen that went around telling them how to use them. In 1924, Johnson & Johnson Consumer Incorporated invented machines to mass-produce bandages. You see, it's progressive. <laughs> In 1926, Johnson & Johnson Consumer Incorporated debuted its iconic tin packaging. They had the little tin with the band-aids in them. The decorated tin was an upgrade to the cardboard box that had been used until that point. Now they've gone back to the cardboard. I kind of liked the tin better. It kept them a little safer, a little cleaner. And once the tin was empty, people reused it in different ways, like storing small nails, holding extra buttons. Oh, my gosh, did they look in my mother's cabinet? Safety pins, even organizing marbles and baseball cards. <laughs> in 1942, Brand-Aid brand adhesive bandages supported the war effort. During World War II, millions of Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages were shipped overseas to the front lines, including packages in soldiers' first aid kits. In 1950, remember the little golden books? When are they going to come out and tell us all those are racist? The little golden books published Dr. Dan the Bandage Man. The story is about a little boy who scratches his finger while playing. He runs into his mommy who washes it clean and bandages his finger good as a new as good as new with a band-aid brand adhesive band-aid for the rest of the book every time a friend or a family member or a pet or a favorite toy gets a boo-boo dan puts a bandage on it to make it better and i added to this this is why the family medicine cabinet was always empty out <laughs> of band-aids cuz the kids love band-aids Dr. Dan's first printing was 1.75 million copies, and it's the largest first printing of any little golden book to date. You know, if we could find that, that would be kind of fun. 1956, Band-Aid brand Stars and Stripes adhesive bandages hit the market. Stars and Stripes. They were the first mass-marketed decorated, decorated Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages and became an instant hit. They were, really, they were really meant to be kid-friendly designs with many primary colors. And the era of children using the adhesive bandages as stickers officially began. It wasn't enough to just cover up our cut. You had to have an adhesive bandage with a theme or a character. And, of course, now I think you can get all kinds of characters, which made it, again, a little bit ridiculous that this teacher was throwing a little hissy fit. Uh, she claims, I think, the others cost more. 1968 bandages reached the moon. Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages were part of the medical kit that orbited the moon during the Apollo 8 mission. One year later, they were part of the Apollo 11 mission which landed the first man on the moon. 
1997, Band-Aid brand antibiotic adhesive bandages were introduced. They were the first ever adhesive bandage to feature specifically formulated antibiotic ointment right on the pad to help prevent infection. In 2002, Johnson & Johnson debuted Band-Aid brand liquid bandages. The cutting-edge liquid bandage containing a proprietary mix of chemicals that formed a layer of molecules that bound to the skin. We called it uh, liquid skin, I think is what we called it. Keeping dirt and germs out. In 2012, I hear the music. In 2012, bandages were introduced with quilted padding. In 2017, the Band-Aid brand SkinFlex line launches. My husband likes that one because it stretches and it sticks and it doesn't come off. They didn't mention the clear bandages. I kind of like the clear ones, although they still have the little pad and so you can still see you got a Band-Aid on. I just found a company that makes Band-Aids in the USA. Yay. And we'll print your company logo on them. They are bright white, so they don't match anybody's skin. <laughs> Not even mine. <laughs> And he's a white boy. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about some other things that are going on, and then we're going to get into the bionomics, you know, Bidenomics. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We will. We'll get off the Band-Aids, and we'll come right back. Turn to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Okay, I'm going to get off the Band-Aid band wagon. <laughs> I am. And we're going to go somewhere else's, you know, just, it's the stupidity and the evil that is in this nation right now. Little things like Band-Aids it will distract us. It has distracted me. I will admit it because I, I can't believe what people think, why their mind even goes there. But now, as if harvesting baby parts isn't enough for this company called Planned Parenthood, they're now going to tap into a new market, hormone therapy for those who identify as transgender. I don't know how that could possibly go bad or wrong, can you? And here this company is receiving tax dollars as a service to women. And now they're going to service transgenders. It says an attorney, Mary Hassan, a fellow in the Catholic Studies Program at the Washington, D.C.-based Ethics and Public Policy Center, (laughs) has followed the trend for several years and says it makes financial sense. Given the growing number of adolescents and young adults who consider themselves to be transgender or simply gender nonconforming. And I... I put beside that, maybe we should ask ourselves why in this nation we have so many adolescents that don't know who they are. Could it be because the family has broken down that the government long time ago punished families who stayed together and rewarded those who failed? 
Those who are gender non-conforming may want to use hormones to achieve a certain look. They seek hormones to modify their bodies, not to the extent that someone who identifies as transgender might just, for an example, for a girl to have less fat or more muscular, more muscular, to look a little bit more masculine. Planned Parenthood's 2019-2020 annual report shows the extent of the new venture. 200 centers in 31 states now welcome patients who deserve, who desire hormone therapy. Again, your tax dollars are funding Planned Parenthood. You need to call your senator. You need to call your representative over and over and over and over again and tell them to knock it off. It's labeled gender-affirming hormone therapy, which typically means few, if any, questions will be asked that would challenge a young person's thinking or mental stability. Government catering to the perverted and the mentally ill instead of helping them. That's Beth's remark. And now that's capitalism at its utmost evil. It's not really capitalism because it's not their money, it's your money. They're investing your money in this, but you're not going to get any return on it. You understand that, right? Now, this is something that's coming from the blaze. And uh, Glenn Beck reveals a newly approved California school curriculum. He calls it the most terrifying story he's ever had to report. Well, I heard this. I want to say it was last week, but I can't believe it's already Wednesday this week, so it might have been earlier this week, but I was thinking it was last week that I heard this. But in California, they are now teaching students are to be taught that white Christian settlers committed theocide against indigenous tribes when they arrived in the New World by murdering Native American gods and replacing them with the Christian god. So the children are then taught that the Christian God is no good, and then they're taught to chant to these other gods whose names I cannot uh, pronounce. One is an Aztec god, uh, traditionally worshipped for human sacrifice and cannibalism. Another one, and I don't think that that was the indigenous, American indigenous tribes that did that. And then another one is uh, another uh, god that is known for uh, warriors of social justice, So they're chanting to these gods. And I saw this, I think it was on Laura Ingram a week ago, last week one time. They want your children. Remember when I told you that a week or so ago? They want your children. The border is a mess. They don't want you to see what's going on at the border AOC says, this is not an insurrection. This is not an invasion. These are children. Well, I was looking at the pictures of children, and they're not children. They're, they're teenagers. Now, yes, there are a few babies coming across, and there are even babies dying as they're coming across the border. But the majority of them are not babies. But they're using babies. They're using children to have free entry. Because that's what Biden wants. You see, it's not a border crisis. It's a border. uh, They've they've planned it. 
They've planned the invasion and the insurrection. As we get into the Bidenomics, this is written by um, Theodore Roosevelt Malik. Guess who his parents liked? <laughs> and it, I thought he did a very good job in putting this together, since I'm somebody who doesn't uh, do well in economics. But he uh, he says that Biden economics policies will see the stock market decline sharply in six months. Now, mark this. He wrote this on March 28th. So let's let's watch six months from now. Okay, let's watch that. Employment will unemployment will rise, and will do little besides growing the administrative state. My monologue was talking about all the things that make socialism success, and that is it. They grow the federal government. They call he calls it the state in here. They grow the federal government. It becomes larger. You become smaller and less significant. They'll throw you a bone, a stimulus package every once in a while to make you feel good about it, and you'll bark and wag your tail and say you did a good thing. Go out and spend it foolishly and then say, where's my next stimulus check? California already has, and this isn't coming from him, this is coming from reports that I have seen. California already has one county or one area there that is going to, they're going to do the uh, equality wage where everyone is going to get the same amount. Actually, it's those who are unemployed. They're all going to get money. The same amount. I'm probably wording that incorrectly, but you get what I'm saying. Biden economic plan will prove disastrous for both the United States and the world economy. Biden himself is in the midst of a five-decade career in the federal government. He has a net worth of $10 million. He owns two multi-million dollar properties. Not bad for a low middle class civil servant from Delaware who stated, who started with nothing. Who says government doesn't pay if you know how to tweak the system by getting huge speaker fees and kickbacks. He said Biden has been I'm going to put it a different way. He's been at the feeding trough of the state his entire life. And it's all he knows. You may recall the two cows, political satire, that grew up from the World War II. It goes like this. Under communism, you have two cows. The government takes them both and then gives you some milk. Under fascism, you have two cows. The government takes them both and then sells you some milk. Under capitalism, you have two cows. You sell one and buy a bull. Under Bidenism, you have two cows. The government takes one and gives the other one to your neighbor. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back.
If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Their expert staff can help you turn your book idea into a real book, a masterpiece that could someday make the bestseller list in hard copy and digitally all across the world. Page Publishing can help you completely take your idea for a book, write it, and publish it. So if you want to join the ranks of some of the most famous authors in the world, call now for a free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212. That's 800-378-3212. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHANN, or call 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. Friends, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killing, lawlessness, and mayhem. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one in times like these is to make sure you have enough food to eat. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through the tough times ahead. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply kit of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithbethann.com to get your food kits today. The future is so uncertain. I urge you to go to preparewithbethann.com and get ready now. That's preparewithbethann.com. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-418-5778. 
That's 800-418-5778. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Now, this Bidenomics is the 21st century road to serfdom. This article is coming from American Greatness. You can go there. It's just amgreatness.com, amgreatness.com. I printed it off a day or so ago. It was March 28th when it was uh, published by Theodore Roosevelt Malloch, M-A-L-L-O-C-H. He does some pretty good writing, so I've liked some of his stuff before. He goes on in this after he gives his little synopsis of the two cows. America has never been a socialist country. And I'm going to argue with him just a little bit about that because we've been leaning socialistic for a long time because of all the social programs. And LBG, I'm sorry, LBJ, who started the welfare program, is not a hero. He started the welfare program and he made the comment, They'll vote for us the rest of their lives. Which is why Biden said, if you ain't voting for me, then you ain't black. Because it was all about enslaving and keeping people that were poor, and particularly people of color, under their thumbs. Under the government control thumb. It's an insult to everyone. So I will argue with him a little bit. We've been leaning towards the socialism for a long time. Now, the people don't think that way, which is what he's saying. The people, the culture, and the pioneer spirit, they, they never allow it. He said they must never allow it. Yes, some groups want slightly more government control or government intervention into the economy or slightly larger welfare system, but until Bidenism, the view held the capitalism was... As the saying goes, as American as apple pie. Hey, that's what they said on the band-aid. Close, you know, kind of stuck on band-aid. But he says it's no longer that way. Under Biden's woke economic plan, written by none other than, he says, the always wrong Paul Krugman, there are just four basic rules. These are not figments of my imagination or construction either. He delivered them verbatim in New York Times. Rule number one. Now, if you happen to have a copy of the rules for useful idiots, you might get it out and look at it. Rule number one. Don't doubt the power of government to help. Now, what was it I told you two weeks ago? Government is never here to help you. For Biden, who, he says, put a huge portrait of Franklin Roosevelt in the Oval Office, more government is always better. Biden fervently believes government can end poverty. Yeah, it's done a real good job. We have more poor now than we ever had. Curtail the carbon economy. The government can pick winners and losers and provide the best welfare and health insurance. Yeah, that hasn't worked out real well, has it? He will attempt to do everything in his power to swell the size of budget and central government. Biden has zero business experience, except for shaking down corrupt foreign powers in his family's pay-to-play scheme 
and wouldn't know a profit from a loss column. I thought, maybe China's trying to get even right now. If he shook them down. Rule number two. Don't obsess over debt. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain back there. Debt doesn't mean anything. You see, because they want debt. Because debt creates more poverty. And when you have poor people, you can control them better. Now, that's not what he says. That's what Beth says. He says, sure, we have a record budget deficit and the national debt is on the way to $30 trillion. The more, the better. Biden great. Biden is great at spending other people's money and printing more. He goes on and explains a few other things. I'm just hitting the, the highlights here. Rule number three, don't worry about inflation. The economy's silent killer is the rising inflation. No one escapes its trajectory. Everyone loses. Biden wants a hot economy. He doesn't worry about, not even for a nanosecond, about inflation. It doesn't matter. But watch the figure as it is about to explode. The laws of real economics do not jibe with the rules of Bidenomics. Government employees and teachers unions will get continuous cost-of-living adjustment increases matched to inflation, but the rest of the population can suffer and go to heck. He said something else, but Mama, don't let me talk that way. Number four, rule number four, don't count on Republicans to help govern. No, you're not going to count on them. I said, we got that one right. That was one thing this Krugan got right. You can't count on the Republicans to help you. That's why I don't get any support from the Republican conventions. <laughs> but you can't. And right now they're in the minority. And whatever they can't do in the Biden administration through legislation, they're going to do through executive orders. I had another article on that. That's for another day. Biden would be wise to listen to Britain's famous Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher, who once said the problem with socialism is that eventually you run out of other people's money. But Biden is deaf on economics. He is on a mission to transform the country and redistribute its wealth based on race and class. Is it Biden or O'Biden? Or Obama and his pretty girl Kamala. Thatcher questioned the false compassion of socialists and dared to expose statism as the senseless, dehumanizing cult that it is. She rhetorically ripped the velvet glove from the iron fist and spoke of the welfare state as a wolf in sheep's clothing. Those are things state worshipers like those around Biden they cannot abide. Under Bidenomics, there is no sense of limits or prudence and little appreciation for the horrible and murderous history of socialism. They don't even want to talk about it. Joe and his woke authoritarians are hell-bent on bringing socialism to America. Yes, they are. They're going to do it by hook and by crook. Biden seeks to undo 40 years of American economic history and to forego growth of ideology. Now, Biden isn't in this by himself, folks. Right now, Biden can't 
find his way across the street. He's a very sick man, mentally. He has dementia or Alzheimer's. We can tell that. He may be in the early stage. He may be in the middle of the stage. He never knows which side of the stage he's on, though. This man goes on to quote A.F., I'm sorry, F.A. Hayek in The Road to Serfdom, published in 1944. He says, he knew that the desire for greater central planning by a leftist intellectual elite would be ruinous for free societies. Increasing the power of the state would put us on the road to serfdom, meaning the masses would work to serve those who hold the power of government. He went on to say, by giving the government unlimited powers, remember we talked about the separation of powers, the most arbitrary rule can be made legal, and in this way, a, a democracy may set up the most complete despotism imaginable. I never read that book, but that's kind of what I said yesterday, isn't it? Despotism. Socialism. Communism. It's time Americans stood up and bring America home. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while, at the same time, exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years, and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, MericaFirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T.com. MericaFirst.com. 